I'll rephrase. Would you like... rather meet a super murderous alien or the friendliest ghost of all time? Oh, the friendliest ghost, ghost? What are you talking about? Wait, I, I was they, worried you would say they super have a murderous. name. It's Casper, my friend. No, he's not that friendly. Ghosts, ghosts <laughs> are just trying to finish business. Most of them bad business. Some of them could be good. Like they're just trying they're just to trying to get a loan to get their business off the ground. To get their small business off the ground. <laughs> That's what Casper Masterson. That's is. all it is. And. Um, and now he's good. That's why you don't see Casper exa- exa- Exactly. Well, he, got he, he has business. a good business. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Bookends with Friends. I'm your co-host, Parker Moon. Are you something? No, I'm too tired today. <laughs> Who are you? I'm your condom on a bookshelf, Brother. Oh, shoot. That's cool. Um, I'm Daniel Phillips. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> why am I the only one? Because <laughs> you really threw me off. What a good one. <laughs> that was great. That's such That's a it. good one. Cool. Well, we're a book club podcast, and we go over one book a month. This month, we've been going over Beach Read uh, by the talented author Emily Henry. Not much reading going on in these chapters, am I right? What? You didn't read the chapters? Oh. I listen to these chapters on audiobook at work. Wow. <laughs> wow I can't wait to hear about that experience. Um, it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's, before we get into that, because yeah. I do want to know, let's jump into short stories. Yeah. Dive in? How do I, how do we, how do I want to say that? I mean, let's, uh, I feel like dive in is appropriate for Beach Read. Swim, oh. swim to. Dive in. Let's dive into the pool that is each other's imaginations. Was that anything? No, that's nothing. But I'll tell you about my week. Yeah, tell me. Um, I went to a wedding this weekend. Congratulations. You uh, married? Yeah, Brett, what about you? <laughs> no, no, congratulations I, to Elijah and Paige. Yeah, congrats to Elijah and Paige. Elijah is my roommate from college. And Current roommate. <laughs> I wish. I love Elijah. No, I went to a wedding. It was just really fun. Um, got to see got to see Elijah and hang out with him. Um, but I, I guess the funny part of the wedding was... Probably an hour before I was I was in the the bridal party and our other roommate who was also in the bridal party, um, his zipper broke on oh, his suit. No, and wait we, on his pants. On his pants. Okay. Did you tell him, hey X Y Z, buddy? I didn't, but I should have. That's Definitely. a good. That's did a he, good burn. Did he like safety pin him close? That's a wildly accurate guess. Yeah, we safety pinned his crotch shut. That seems dangerous. And then we got a giant a pin. Sharpie and we colored the safety pins black. So they blended into his pants. Oh my God. That's a nightmare. And then I don't know if anyone noticed, but I probably everyone did. And people were too nice to say anything. That poor, I can't imagine. And then that, I feel so bad. I sang uh, Tequila by the Champs as a I karaoke song. Yeah. Why don't you do a real karaoke song? Because it was. That is a real karaoke yeah, song. No, I want to hear your beautiful pipes. Can you do karaoke for us right now? Yeah. We we have to make sure the song is clear. Is there another beat? Tequila. That's what I did. Okay. Well, that was beautiful. But that was like, I mean, I went to a wedding. It was really nice. Congratulations, Paige and Elijah. Shout out to you. I don't know if y'all listen at all, but. They're at Sandals right now. Ooh, nice. So they're there and I'm jealous. So they're definitely not listening to the podcast. No. 
No. We are recording live from Sandals. This is sponsored. Oh, Dan's waving at Elijah <laughs> from Elijah. the balcony. How's my week? Nice and short. Cool. Not too much going on. Brett, how was your week? My week was pretty good. Um, everyone was kind of out of town, so I just kind of chilled and hung out. Gave me time to get hype for... Uh, it came out two weeks ago, but I'm still <laughs> getting hype for... Godzilla versus Kong, everybody. It's all, it's all about the build-up. Yeah, keep yeah. it going. Godzilla Just gotta keep it going. Kong. It's on HBO for a cu- another couple weeks. Does it go Ooh. off? Yeah, it's like a limited release. Oh, That's yeah. why we need to watch it. Yeah, we, we gotta get moving to watch on it. That. Yeah. Okay, who do you got? Godzilla or Kong? Right now, I mean, let's. This is we're gonna. There's three people in this podcast, so one of us is deciding. I mean, the Skull Island was not a great movie. So I'm going to go with Godzilla. <laughs> Kong. Monk. Oh, why would you do that? Did you do that just so I would have to be Because a monkey? Yeah, because you said there's three people, so you made it sound like there was going to yeah. have to be a tiebreaker somewhere. You're going to be a jerk. Well, I said way. that really fast, so it wasn't me that had to do the tiebreaker. <laughs> okay. Um, You're going to be a jerk either way. You know, Godzilla's got, Godzilla's got beams that he shoots out of his mouth. Yeah, but Kong has... You said Godzilla. <laughs> I know. You're defending Kong. I know, but I just, I want to pop in real quick because hold on. He has like arms. So he does have those. Bigger arms. So Godzilla's got charm. Hmm. Well, I guess Godzilla has arms too. He's a little more suave. And Godzilla seems like. Godzilla's more experienced. Um, That is true. He's had more experience, but you. He's the king of monsters. I feel like he's a, Okay. He's well, a little he's full not, of himself, though. He's not the king of Kongs, though. Oh, whoa, they're both kings. Yeah. That's why they set it up. Wow. Also, there's... This universe is so genius and deep, and they just deserve all the Oscars in the world. <laughs> I, I'm going to fight Parker on this. There's no way that Godzilla has more charm than King Kong. I said King Kong. I thought you said Godzilla had charm. No, I said Kong's got charm. Oh, I thought um, you said Godzilla had charm, Me too. too. Oh, okay. did I? Yeah. Yeah. 100% Kong Call is the out. charmer. Yeah, Call no, you know, no, Kong, Kong, okay. Kong would take you out to dinner and do it yeah. the right way. Godzilla is a little full of himself. What's the right Go way? Go back. What? What's the right way? You know the right way. Go back and watch the trailer for the first Godzilla movie. Phenomenal. Oh. One of the best trailers of all time. Hey, you'll, you'll know people. Hey, Brett, is Jack Black going to be in this one? Is Jack Black going to be in Godzilla vs. Kong? Is Jack Black going to be in this one? I think he's voicing Kong. Oh, yeah, because he's reprising his role from yeah, but he didn't voice Kong in the other one. But he's voicing no, Kong. but he's voicing Kong in this one. <laughs> okay, yeah, he's voicing Kong as Tenacious D. Yeah. Oh my God, this sounds so good. That's why can't, Kong's gonna win because he has the pick of destiny. He's got the pick of destiny. I can't wait to watch this movie now. No, he yeah, he's coming back. I mean, that's what he he was shamed. Also, this is two completely different timelines that we're talking about. Wait, what? If you want to go into Kong lore. Mm. Wait, the, the original movie was not along this. What's his name in, in School of Rock? Professor Schneebly? Schneebly. No, Ned. Sh- it's Ned Schneebly. Yes. Yeah, is, is he is he reprising his role as Ned Schneebly? Wait, in no, King no. Kong versus Godzilla? His friend's name is Ned Schneebly. His name is Dewey something. Yeah, but he acts as. Yeah, his friend's name yeah. is Ned Schneebly. So is he going to be in this one? Ned Schneebly? Yeah. I mean, I think he's going to put a band together for Battle of the Bands using all the monsters. Oh, that's They're going to show up to Battle of the Bands. I mean, it's all speculation at this point. None of us have seen the movie, so who's to say? How was your week, Parker? Mm-hmm. Um, I have a confession. Yeah. Do I, this is, should, I, should I feel like this is a safe, safe space? 
I, can I talk to you guys? Yeah, we'll make fun of you a little bit. No, okay. You keep, promise you can't. Keep recording, yeah. Yeah, wait, this is, y'all aren't recording, right? No, no, y'all took, no, y'all, no, y'all pause hey, the recording. Right, yeah, turned I turned it off. It's okay, turned I'm, off. I'm confessing this to just YouTube guys okay. and yeah, no one just else. Just turning it off. Just mic check one, two, it's off. Okay, thanks. Okay. Ooh. All right, now I can relax and really get this off my chest because I've, I've been meaning to tell you guys, you boys. Just talk, talk closer into the middle of the table where the microphone yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, that's no problem for no reason. Um, so I did I did a thing where me and Maddie went to go visit my sister and brother-in-law in, in Knoxville and it was wonderful, but we um, we listened. We listened to a lot of Midnight Sun uh, on the way there and yeah. back. Um, and guys, I don't hate it. I really like it. I'm, I'm enjoying Midnight Sun. I listened to some today, actually. It distracted me from reading this week's chapters because of how much Midnight Sun I've been listening to and reading. Um, um, I'm glad. Explain oh. to the listeners what Midnight Sun is. Um, wait, what are you talking about? This isn't... I'm glad. Explain is, to me. As yeah, well, I'm explain the to Dan. No, that's okay. Yeah, you've you never really... heard. No, me and Dan are the listeners. Oh, okay. in this situation. <laughs> explain to the right, listeners. Right, you often refer to yourself as the listeners. That, yes, thank you. You right. really freaked me out because I thought I was. That's what we do. We are. We're not recording this. Right. Thank you. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Whew, okay. Do you not trust me? No, no, no. I Give do. Me a with my whole here. heart. So yeah. So Midnight Sun is Twilight from Edward's perspective. Okay. And okay. at first, I was really not digging it, and I was thinking like, man, this is some bad writing. And guys, it got me hooked. And now I'm Team Edward, and I just love him so much, and his care for Bella, and Bella's such a complex character. And um, how how many times has the word quiver been used? Some, and not not referring to like a bow and arrow. No. What about what about whimper? Oh God, or murmur, murmur. Um, a few. There's a lot of burning. That like he oh, like desire. Yes, like he burns oh, for okay. Bella, and it's it's his point of view. He burns. Wait, in the sun? No, 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 no sun burning. That's a myth. You need to read. Obviously, Midnight Sun. Please do, guys. I'm just doing I'm it. I, this, I'm doing this for the listeners. For you and me and Dan. Okay. okay, you're freaking me out again. You got to stop with that. Okay, um, but yeah, all that to be said, I really enjoyed Midnight Sun. Um, it's it's a good book. I'm about. A third of the way through, and I'm I'm gonna finish of, it now. Out of I'm, I'm out too of invested. Twelve stars. How many stars do you give it? I give it um eleven and a half fangs. I've really been liking it. Oh. <laughs> um, Stephanie Meyer is sure. the best author of all time. I'm not joking. Oh boy, that's uh. Wait, say that again a little bit louder so the listeners can hear you. Because okay, I didn't hear you're, you. You're really freaking me out. You I mean, didn't hear you very you well. You promised me you mean you and Dan when you yes. say the listeners. I, I got <laughs> my ears are clogged. Say it again one more time. For me and Stephanie Myers is the best author. Interesting. So ever. Um, ever. Guys, okay, I feel like you're making like I'm I'm actually I really am enjoying it. I'm that's not good. I'm not just I'm, I'm glad you are I don't think I would. Um because I did not like Twilight. I read Twilight. Oh, did you? I did. Um, yeah, but the way that they burn for each other, <laughs> it's uh, uh, maybe it's better. I bet it's better than Twilight. I'll say I bet well, it's better than Twilight. Are we sure? I yeah. I like unequivocally can say that I'm enjoying it. So okay, would they make a movie How, about um, it? <laughs> it goes through Everett's perspective through all. I think it's just book one. I'm in fact I'm I'm certain. Oh, just, just book, book one. one? Mm-hmm. So is she doing one through four? Edward's she redoing all of the Twilights from his perspective? I don't know. Um, I did not finish the fourth Twilight because I got so fed up with it. Because you were busy waiting for Midnight Sun. You thought Midnight Sun was you about know, to read, come out. I read three and I was like, this is, I'm, I think I'm done. This so you didn't get to Breaking Dawn? No. You don't know how you the didn't break Dawn. I, I've seen the movie. Did you break okay. wind? No. Well, I'm glad you're liking it. 
Yeah, um, I mean, I'm glad I'm liking it too. Okay, so yeah, now let's I'm turn the podcast. Like my, let's Mike, turn the podcast Mike's back, back on. on. That was good. Yeah, confession. that was a good conversation. Hey, hey. Okay, the mic's back on. I Mike, turned it back Mike's on. Back on. Okay, hey, back on. Li- hey, uh, listeners, um, other listeners. Me and Dan are the listeners as well. Uh-huh. Uh, welcome back. We just had a quick sidebar. We don't have to do that. We can edit. I mean, they don't need to know. They won't know anything. Yeah. Oh, I should yeah. get into my short story. Yeah, for sure. Actually, we'll just skip it first. We'll skip time. yours. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I didn't do it anything. was great. I didn't it do was anything great. interesting this yeah, week. Yeah, it was great. Cool. Yeah. Well, nice. Nice week. Yeah. Glad you're really liking Midnight Sun. What are you talking about? <laughs> I There's no proof of that. No proof. Hey, do we want to... Talk about the book that we're actually reading? Yes. Let's do that, please. Cool. Do, yeah. do you want to meet... Do you want to meet a recap? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you need to do it in the Borat voice the whole time. Yeah, I recap it up. Okay. I'll recap it up. Okay. Um, let's... Re- Recapping it. Okay, I'm I'm serious this time when I say I'm going to be quick. Quicker than, I believe it was 13 minutes last <laughs> Okay, yikes. Call me out. All right, I'm going to be Sorry, quick. Sorry, this is off podcast. It was like 13 no, minutes. No, this, <laughs> this can stay on podcast because I need that kind of accountability. You got this. Okay. I don't even, I'm just going to stare at you and not talk Half about of it. it was us like jumping in and like having discussions. But I, I won't even discuss with you. Okay, don't. I'm going to look away. Yeah, so January takes Gus to a dance. They go to saloon. Uh, they go to line dancing. Line dancing, yes. Uh, January's still upset, but it's light and breezy. Um, or Gus is light and breezy. He's having fun. Um, then the night ends with January getting mad, telling Gus her feelings. He explains that he was embarrassed. Um, that's why he was keeping his his divorce from her. That it only lasted two years, and that he would have stayed. He would have still kept up with their marriage, but she just didn't love him anymore. Like she was unwilling. We see his bare ass later. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, Embarrassed? Get it? <laughs> oh, shoot. Nice. That was good. Um, I I wrote a note here. I'm already getting sidetracked. I said, oh, no, Parker is so shitty. Um, because... Oh, I wanted to talk about how Parker is the worst. Yeah, Parker in the story was his old roommate. No, just who... Parker is. <laughs> <laughs> no, me. Um, no, Parker in the story. That's what happened my week. It's Parker being a jerk the whole time. Uh-huh. Parker in the story ends up being the one who is having this affair with with Gus's wife, and Naomi. so his college roommate, yeah, his, his friend, it was the best one, man at his wedding. Best man at his wedding really wrecked him. Um, so Gus's tattoo, we find out, was Naomi's name. Um, now it's a big black blob. I thought it was a Mobius strip. It was a Mobius strip. Oh, but it was re- representative. Rep- yeah, it represented their relationship. Marriage. Gotcha. Yeah. Anyway, but then strip. it, it became ironic. Because yes. at the way that they originally meant it got turned against them at the end because it meant that they're in like two different Opposite, places yeah. and you know, and like on a different page. Yeah. Right. So yeah. he was embarrassed of it. Yes, and now it's a big black blob. And it wasn't a breadstick, unfortunately. It was yeah. not a breadstick. Callback. Um and uh and, and so January basically comforts him and is like, you know, you, you don't need to feel like you aren't lovable. Um she explains a little bit of Jacques' story because he asked him about Jacques, and he says Jacques was this leading man. He was this great guy, um, but she never got excited to watch him sleep, and like she never was just like just thrilled that he existed. Like she didn't have that kind of love for him. She had a love of convenience. Um, so the story moves on. Uh, January get uh, and Gus open up to each other almost entirely. Uh, he tells more of his past. She tells him more why she moved there. They start to hang out at each other's house every night. Um, things get sexy again 
almost gets interrupted this time by food takeout. They cool off a little bit, uh, but their friendship is really blossoming during this time. They're going to each other's houses every night, um, and it's the, you get you get this like sweet moment of them actually starting to take down each other's walls. They get a second interview with Dave, and more importantly, Dave's mom from the cult New Eden from Wendy's. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, and she said that essentially the cult wasn't all bad, that there were a lot of good people, um, and they were just driven to do bad things. Um, some poignant things that she said was essentially that, um, you know, uh, you know, if you're like, you can have a good moral compass going into something, but if everyone is telling you how things should and shouldn't be, are you supposed to assume that your moral compass is, is right? Like, are you supposed to assume that you're smarter than everybody? And then she also follows it up and, and it kind of leads January down this thought of sometimes people get so desperate that they cling on to things just to be okay rather than just to be right. Right. Um, January thinks about her parents, separation, um, about her father's infidelity. Uh, she texted her mom that she loves her and that, you know, she's, even if they don't talk about her dad, that it's going to be okay. And then her mom reciprocates and it's a sweet moment of, of healing there. Mm-hmm. Uh then Gus and January go to the beach for a walk. He tells her about his dad's abuse, um, kind of breaks down those walls a little bit more. Uh, they bond, both telling each other, you know, that they actually do have feelings for each other. Um, and for the first time since her dad's death, January feels a new type of contentment, a new happiness. And it's a really sweet moment. Uh, Shaddy propo- uh, postpones her trip to see January. Gus and January get closer. They're tiptoeing around their feelings. Um you know, things are starting to get more heated. Yeah. So they go to the basement and they end up having intercourse. <laughs> no, start over. <laughs> Why? Are you, are, you, are you a health teacher? <laughs> I'm keeping this in the podcast. They end up having consensual intercourse. They do. They have consensual sex between they, two adults. Consensual... Are you a mom and dad telling us about sex for the first time? Yes. Um, they end up having mm-hmm. the birds and the bees. Yes. They I did. was wondering what was going on during those chapters. Yeah, I was really confused. I wasn't I didn't really know what was happening. So they. <laughs> um, yes. So after their love making. They is go, that what they were doing? They go to a party, ah. and it's Pete's party, huh. and it's really sweet, and they're having a good time. But all, all already, Gus is starting to pull back a little bit, and and then that you know creates a new wave of insecurity for um, for January, and she starts to feel like you know everything that she had feared was coming true. That she was you know way more invested, that she cared for him way more than he cared for her, and. Um, it's getting weird, and then they go on a hike to the woods and and to actually find the cult where New Eden was, um, where everything burnt down and all these people had died, women, children, men, and it's this harsh scene, and Gus is kind of being standoffish and everything, and then the weather's bad, so they go to a tent, and he finally lets down all of his walls and says he's been basically in love with her since they had first met. You know, he's he's always had these deep feelings for her, and he's just always felt this sense of, you know, she didn't like him, that he was not going to be good enough. And that ultimately, in every instance in his life, he wasn't good enough. He was and he, he his insecurity came from feeling like he was a hookup for her during the sad time of her life and not actually 
um, someone worthy of January's feelings. And so you you have you have this um, you know scene where they kind of both are lay their insecurities bare. They you know tell each other how they feel, and it it ends with a really sweet moment of them you know saying that they do actually want each other. And I think that's everything. Yeah, um, that's pretty much it for a recap. I, I think you covered all of it. Yeah, I'm out of yeah, breath. Good job. That was a lot. Good Thanks. Job. That's a lot of words. There's um, too many words. Well, Carter's uh, going to take a nap. What we yeah, can, can I? Show. I'm actually, I'm pretty pooped. If y'all could go ahead and just wrap this whole oh, podcast up. <laughs> no problem. Okay, thanks, um, guys. The first chapter, I got a bad vibe from January. I don't know. It made me kind of frustrated to read her perspective on things. Because, like, if... You mean her reaction to his standoffishness? Well, his marriage, more so his marriage. Oh, yeah. like, How she, like, jumped to... Well, it's like, does she have a right to be upset with someone for not sharing, like, a really negative part of his that life? That they're currently going through. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like if I had something that really upset me and I, like, met a new friend... They don't really have a right to be mad at me because I didn't tell them about that. So Maybe. can I can I yeah, yeah. interject? Yeah, so yeah, I definitely. would say that her, it, while it might not be entirely valid or entirely fair, I think it probably stems from her recent insecurity of her dad keeping secrets mm, and her yeah, dad holding back, like holding back his entire second life. And he was holding back this pretty much part of like big part of his life. And so, because once it is out in the open, she's pretty immediately yeah, it like melts, it like melts away, right? And I, I think, I think that's kind of a, a a theme that we see through a lot of this, you know, throughout the rest of these chapters is January's insecurity with what is unknown and what is yeah. hidden. Um, but I do, I mean, I think you're you're pointing it and saying that it wasn't exactly fair, and you can definitely feel that kind of like, you know, if she hadn't been burned, if she hadn't been recently right. hurt. Her, her reaction to that would probably be a little different. Yeah. That makes sense. That's a good call. I didn't think about it that way. I'd like to posit a theory that Gus is actually um, Zac Efron's character from Charlie St. Cloud. That's my grandmother's favorite movie, which is really... It's weird. a great movie. I talk about Charlie St. Cloud so Charlie St. Cloud is a wonderful... It is good. Okay. <laughs> piece of American cinema. All right. So hear me so, out. What if we don't talk about... Okay. So, listeners, I'm sorry. We're no longer talking about this episode. We're just going to give a recap about Charlie St. Cloud. I don't want to do that. Okay, but at least let me give you my theory for okay. Charlie St. Cloud. <laughs> Please. So it all stemmed, Please enlighten it me. It all stemmed from one section where Gus mentions... Um, the sailboating. High school. Okay. She, finds, she finds Gus's high school yearbook and finds a picture of him. She's like, hey, I thought you dropped out. And he mentioned... My, like, a friend's uncle got me a job at a graveyard. Ah, and that's why, that's when he quit school. So he he's just waiting. brother there. So he sees somebody. Interesting. Really and then plays catch with him. And then that's why he's at the beach. My theory actually was, is that, you know, it seems early on in the book where Gus has kind of a routine where he goes out on his porch at night. 
So maybe he's going out on his porch to have a beer with like his mom or something like that, who he sees. You know, it would be really brave of Emily Henry to introduce <laughs> a supernatural <laughs> element in, right. the, in, in, right. the, in like the, the final act of the book. And that's Charlie St. Cloud style. Well, just like uh, they don't really, you know, authors don't really do that enough where they really just like. Where they don't bring in Charlie St. Cloud. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brett. Yeah, where they don't make their books about Charlie St. Cloud. I mean, really, they add a supernatural element in a completely non supernatural book. In a completely non supernatural book. It's bold. Doesn't market it like that. Completely derails most of how the story is. Grounded in reality and just completely, you know, throws it up and says. That was my thought. He's at the beach. He goes out on his deck like every night and always has his beer with him after writing. So he was even doing that before. During, while the party was going on at the beginning of the book, why was he out on the deck? Obviously, he was sad, but that was his time uh, well, after hey, the cannon shot off to go well, this is have a, great, a beer with his mom. This is a great segue. We have a surprise for our audience. Uh, we did, in. Yeah, Emily, come on. Come on in, <laughs> so, Emily. So, Emily, was that your intention this whole time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, Thanks, do, Emily. You wow. have, do you have a cold? Your voice is pretty deep today. I've heard interviews with you, and you don't normally... Thanks Sound for like coming this. on the pod. Uh, we haven't yeah. gotten. Our, <laughs> do you want us to get it? Are you, are you going to go with us to get our breadstick tattoos? Yes. Okay. Wow. Sounds I'll great. Be, we'll be so glad. That, will you do the actual tattoo? I've got I've got three already. <laughs> three how's breadstick your, How's the WNBA going? Terrible at basketball. <laughs> but you're still writing books. Yeah, I am. So, Anyways, I'll. We'll it's, it's great to talk to you. Uh, you. You have to leave I already. Gotta, gotta oh my go. gosh! Oh, she's always she, she's she pulled so out an umbrella and she's floating away, Mary Poppins <laughs> bye, style. Bye, How did she do it? That's insane. Wow, wow, that, that was, was crazy. That was awesome. Wow, wow. What it was really great Dan, for her. To... Dan, oh, Dan was in the bathroom. Dan, <laughs> oh, Dan where'd you go? You missed it. She came. You missed oh, Emily. She showed up. She's already gone. Yeah. Yeah, she Mary Poppins out the window. Mary Poppins did. I have a thought. Uh, but yeah, that's my Charlie St. Cloud theory. That's, that's a good theory. Thank you. Um, it was really nice of Emily to show up. Do you think they could have had the sexy faster if they didn't take time to lay the bookshelf on the ground? <laughs> I hate you. We cannot. Wait. Wait. I never uh, even thought about that. Yeah, I was see, wondering how that worked. How do they How do they do that? Why don't I use a bed oh, that makes the bookshelf? So much sense. A, that, you know, Daniel, I, I, you're right. <laughs> that's just... You're absolutely right. Are all the books glued into place? Do you hear my Gus Everett impression? Yeah. This is my bookshelf. What are you doing? You're doing two characters back to back. Why does Gus have like a Boston like 50-year-old lady accent? <laughs> you should hear his voice on the audiobook. This is my bookshelf. This is where I have sex. <laughs> Why? What is happening? I think our podcast Whoa, is falling Gus. apart by the seams. But no, I, I don't. I don't think it makes sense to to lay a bookshelf down to have sex. Yeah, because yeah. you can only have sex missionary style on the ground. Yeah, or, sorry, on the on the on, a on the bookshelf on a on on a flat object yeah. surface as flat as it should be bookshelf wise. <laughs> Do you think they laid it on the ground and then flipped it over so so it's, so it's flat, flat on the, on the back? <laughs> so it's yeah. flat on the top. Yeah, it's just that would a be thought so I had. uncomfortable. It's just a thought I had. Mm, yeah, that's a good thought. I like where your head's at. Thank you. You really bring in some Honestly, I, I didn't know. I thought they were playing basketball for like two to three pages, and then I realized they were having sex. You want to know something that great is when you have four to five coworkers sitting around you, 
your AirPods are low on battery. <laughs> and and you're listening your to... And at any moment. And at any moment, they could cut out and you could hear January and Gus saying that they want each other's bodies. Let me be careful. Let me tiptoe around this. Um, I felt like the sex scene was done in a very endearing and charming way yeah. that was, that made me like the characters both yeah. more. Yeah. I agree with that. They, yeah. I mean, and, and honestly, I don't. They didn't really get one. As far as like sex scenes two. go, they didn't get. It wasn't like gross. It was just like sensual. I guess is the word. Like it was, was just was no like George R. R. Martin. Yeah, it wasn't creepy. Scene. It was. It didn't. At least to me, it, I guess thinking back to it, and I had to listen to the audiobook, which is probably the creepiest way to listen to that. <laughs> um, but it didn't seem. It just seemed like you know. It was just like it was well. I felt like it was well written. Sex is. I don't. I haven't read a lot of and natural. Yeah. And us three idiots talking about it is not good. The best you're gonna get. Bad podcast. Bad podcast content i'm sorry everyone if you are forced to have to read the sex scene mm-hmm. from these chapters to a member of your family yeah who would be the worst one to read it to yeah the great worst? question dan um the podcast is over okay the podcast caught on fire i thought you were gonna say who would you if you had to read it to one who would, who would you, you and i was gonna trick you and say like a pet just to get out of having to read it to a human. <laughs> read it to my goldfish, Henry. Yeah. Um, Henry's into that kind of stuff. <laughs> Your dad? I would not want to read this to my dad, no. Be the yeah, most he... uncomfortable? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> Are we gonna, do you want me to unpack my let's, relationship with my dad on the podcast? I mean, hey, if He's Gus is doing list. it. Shout out. No, my dad is great. My dad's wonderful. But we just also don't talk about book sex together. <laughs> Unlike me yeah, and my mom. You haven't had that conversation. <laughs> Unlike yet. me and my mom who regularly talk no. That's um... <laughs> No, I feel like Mel would absolutely like Yeah, my that. mom would be down. She'd be down yeah. to clown. She'd think it's hilarious. Yeah. Dan, who would you Who would I pick? Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty comfortable with everyone in my family. I would probably swing it as a joke and it would probably be a funny conversation. I would Zinger. Yeah. Be like, oh, there just goes Dan again. Classic off, Dan. Off on his Talking antics. about book sex. Yeah. All right, we have listener mail. Do we? Yeah. Um, it says right here that... It's from Emily Henry. Barack Obama sent in an email and said, um, so the sex scene was pretty explicit. Mm-hmm. Daniel and Brett, tell me what you guys would have done if you were in Gus's shoes. And I, I even unpack and I said, Barack, that's... Barry, if you will, that's probably not going to be good for our listeners, and that's probably a little crass. And he emailed me back and was like, "Nah, I'm I'm just messing with you guys. Well, I love the podcast. Hope it's going well. Have a good day." Oh, well, thanks, Barry. Yeah. Um, thanks for reaching out to us. That's really cool. It's going to be on his. You, know, you. you know how he does Excuse like me. a. Thank you, Mr. President. Yeah, Mr. President. You know how he does like a a, a shout or he does like his favorite playlists and yeah. like, like songs and stuff. He told me that he's he, actually a super cool dude. Yeah, he told me he was going to include this podcast in um in that this and like uh, like in the in, with songs. That'll be know. a nice blasting over his lake house in the summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, transitions to Whitney Houston to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about Barack? Yeah, he's the third house down from January and Gus. Um, what'd you think about uh, Pete and Maggie and Maggie and her rocks and their Labradors? I thought they were wonderful. I really like Maggie. She yeah. seems fun. She seems really cool. I would love to talk about Maggie, to talk to Maggie about rocks. Yeah. 
What's your favorite type of rock? Okay, you're about to talk to Maggie. What kind? Of, what would you talk about? Stalactites. Okay. And what about stalagmites? Stalactites hang from the ceiling. Stalagmites are on the ground. I think stalactites look cooler. That's what I would say to Maggie. And okay. I would I want to okay. hear her opinion on stalactites. That's probably, but you have to understand, she's a geologist, so that's like basic bitch level geology. Yeah, to that's her. first grade. She's gonna be. She's gonna look at you. Uh, Maggie's super nice, so she'll probably. Yeah, she'd be nice. About she'd it. have the conversation, but she's getting in her head. She's gonna be like. Come on, give me something more interesting. She's going to challenge you yeah. to give her something more interesting. She would so, okay, so I would say, what what about igneous rock formations? She would probably stone you on site. Yeah. She always carries stones. Perfectly round stones. Yeah. I would say, do you believe in Pangea and the separation of continents? Isn't that like a scientific fact? <laughs> Guys, I'm trying to pull all of my knowledge. Can you not tell? She'd from be like, like, "Yeah, that's from like, like second grade fact. geology," and I'm pretty impressed with myself. I don't know right if it's now. like a believe thing. It's like a this happened thing. Hang on, right? let me see if I got one more. Um, amethyst or emerald? What sells for more? That's, Are you pulling this from Stardew Valley? I am. I so. Yeah. So yeah, but I really like Maggie. I think you would do poor in a conversation with her. You do. Yeah. I thought those were good. They were good. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, but I, I like the the 4th of July chapters as a whole. Yeah. thought they were good. Yeah, me But too. also, that's when um, January was just like having a panic attack. Because like the one-time rule the yeah. guest has. Yeah. And he, and he was acting weird after yeah. the phone call. And he like kicked her out. Um, A quick callback to the previous episode. How do you think about call back to Kate the Killer Hiller's question about her su- whether January is going to whether book was going to subvert stereotypes how do you think it's doing I'm glad you asked that because I think it's doing a really good job of it and one small snippet of this um section that I really loved was Gus was when he was laying bare his insecurities Um, Because we find out that he's just as insecure and how much he likes her. He starts talking about how much work he's trying to put, like, like what he's trying to do for, like, for himself. Like, he's going to therapy. He's on medication. Like, he's he's doing all this stuff. He's going through this divorce. And it really did feel real in that sense of, like, someone trying to work on themselves to better themselves so that they can be prepared for a relationship. And that is such a common insecurity that people have is this feeling of, like, I have too much baggage or i have too much like wound that i'm not worthy of a relationship right now which i think that both characters are helping each other move on and grow together and intertwine and it's not so much like fixing a bad boy right gotta fix those bad boys (laughs) (laughs) out of context welcome to my new mtv show fixing a bad boy that Um, probably would have been a show in like the 90s So Gus and January seem to have taken like a 20 mile hike through the woods to visit the cult site that was burned down to the ground. And so it it makes me wonder two things. Uh-huh. One, um, is there no other access to that cult site? The, the, did people every, in the cult have to hike there? Yeah, do people in the cult have to hike there every time? And two... Uh, for less discussion, but more uh, a fun wise. I mean, fun what, cult. What's it? Fun Why don't cult. we start a fun cult? 
Why don't they exist? Like good cults? Like a good cult. I'm sure there's a I'm sure there are things like groups of people that are fun that could be labeled as a cult, but they're just not because it has a bad are, are the three of us in a cult? Has a bad connotation to Is this podcast a cult? If if you could start a fun cult, what would you do? What if we what if we started marketing our podcast as a fun <laughs> cult? <laughs> we said come join in and listen to Bookends with Friends. We're a fun cult. See, it just has a negative. Yeah. It sounds it, negative. It sounded it? it sounded icky when I said What's it. cult spelled backwards? Tluck. 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 What if you just start a nice tluck? Tluck. No. Is that a, does that make it good? I think so. That's how that's how all words work, yeah. Yeah. That's why race cars are neutral. <laughs> the, sw- the Switzerland of words. And dogs and really bad. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Look out. <laughs> But, I mean, if you were in a cult, what cult would What tri- are you trying to what ask What cult would right we now? join? What, not would you join, what cult would trick you Did someone to for- where you would be in it? Daniel, Daniel, are you in a cult? Are you okay? <laughs> are you trying Daniel, to recruit? Okay. okay, Daniel's trying to recall. Okay. Hypothetically, hypothetically, with, last Tuesday, are, I was walking. Are you, with, are you with Herbalife? Let's just say, hypothetically, hey, can we last... Have a sidebar? Me and Brad are gonna yeah. have a sidebar. Real quick. Okay. Okay. The, sidebar. We're turning off the podcast. No, 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 no. Okay. Yeah. This is. Yeah. Yeah. This is just a sidebar. It's just the listeners hey, man, talking. Don't, over here. don't listen right now. I'll. I'll just sit here. Okay. Yeah. Just. This is just. Okay. This is just me and Brett. Yeah. Um. What's up? I'm worried. That was Daniel crazy, joined, right? That was insane. I yeah, think he's going crazy. to cult. Should we? How do we? I don't know. Do we rescue him? He's looking at us right do now. Do we let? He can't hear us, no, but he's no, looking. No, he, this is a sidebar. Wait, hey guys, do we rescue him? Oh, hey, hey, Dan. No, no, no. Just go drink your juice. Go eat your graham crackers. Okay, so we really got to figure out what to do about this. Yeah, cult. what do we? How do we get him out? Um, mm, I really wish I knew anything about how to address this topic. Can I come back now? Uh, five minutes. <laughs> um. So here's the thing. Uh, oh God, he's back. we're eating dinner. Oh so crap, we're hy- interrupting hypothetically. Our dinner. Last Hypo- okay, last Tuesday. Uh huh. You interrupted our sidebar. That's kind of rude. Sorry. Is this a, is we this were a rude, eating. Is this like a part of your cult? You're just rude now? Hypothetically, I was walking. Wow, is that the cult you're in? I was walking to Publix last Tuesday. Okay. And um, this guy approached From me, your house? And he was really attractive and he was really charismatic. And nice. he said, hey, follow me to this. Um, to the Publix. Follow me to this cave that I frequent. And I went to the cave and there were um, just a is, lot. Is this an allegory? There were just a lot of people in there, and but they were all dressed as Chick Fil A workers. But they didn't work at Chick Fil A, and they did um, acts of uh, negativity to the local community, and they wanted me to be a part of it. Um, so it's a re- hypothetically it's a reverse. What, what would you think of that? So it's any other fast food restaurant. So it was Chick-fil-A workers that would like go around and they would like um tie uh people's shoes together. Oh no. That's just, so rude. Just general like pranksters. That's not their pleasure. Is that a cult? Maybe it is their pleasure. Oh god. Maybe. Is that a cult? Um Can we have another sidebar for a minute? Yeah. Okay, go go. Hey, should we do this podcast? Should we end the podcast? (laughs) Exactly. I'm so glad you asked because we really need to end this. The door's locked, which I'm a little worried about. I'm a little worried. I think he locked the door. I think he locked the door. And he's standing in between us and the door. He's putting on a Chick-fil-A badge. (laughs) Wait, it's upside down. And a red shirt. (laughs) His name is written backwards on it. Oh, God. He's marking himself with red war paint. 
He's drawing on the walls like it's a cave right now. Hey, he keeps saying it's your pleasure. I don't know what that means. He's inviting all these people in. Hey, Brett, I, I just, I just colored. Hey, Dan. All, I, hey, I colored all of your silverware paint. Wow. What do you thanks, think about man, that? That's great. Also, all your clothes are inside That's great. out now. Hey, do you have the key to the door? There, no <laughs> one can leave. I'm just looking for it. Oh, okay. We're stuck here. Just forever. Or is the audience stuck here? Can we let, at least let them leave? Can we? Can you can, show that mercy at least? Is there a lock on the mic yeah. off button? Guys, we gotta go, so we have to bookmark it here. Hey, can we? Can we? Okay, let's step out of the bit. We're still on the podcast. Let's step out of the bit. Uh huh. Do you think anyone's still listening? No. To okay, good. Okay, well in that case, well I'm still gonna go ahead and do author's note. Yeah. Um, because we need to pay respects to Emily Henry, even though certainly no one is listening to this podcast. Right. And she will definitely not come on now. She was already on. What are you talking about? I forgot. Oh man, that <laughs> Dan was, was in the bathroom. Yeah, I just I didn't want to rub it in yeah, because yeah, Dan was yeah, in the bathroom. That's nice of you. Um, so, anyways, uh, Emily Henry, I looked up an interview about Beach Read, um, and I, I just oh, wanted that's to the name fig- of the book. <laughs> yeah, dude, that <laughs> yeah, is all right. <laughs> hey, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to know, like, what was her inspiration behind the book? Um, and I thought it was really interesting. Love. Yes. Yeah. So so she actually wrote herself into the story a good bit. Um so so in this interview they're asking her, you know, what's her what's her inspiration and uh she you know, two she had two things in common with January that I thought was cool cuz you know, I'm always thinking like, you know, how do these amazing authors come up with these stories that you know, we're able to enjoy and she said at the time of Beach Read, she herself was in a really bad writer slump. And something I thought that she said that was pretty cool was like she does she along with January has no problem with writing just a bunch of stuff down, whether it's good or bad, just like about her life or whatever it is, just writing until she can kind of mold it and craft it and figure out where the story is. Um, so I thought that was great. And then she, the other thing that she said that she really pulled from from her own experience as an author is the idea of writing romance novels and that being seen as like not as important as like literary fiction or, Hmm. um, you know, it it kind of viewed down upon um, like like writing books for women. And she was just talking about how like in her early career, she saw a lot of that and she struggled with it. And now it's something that she like actively writes to, um, you know, and in the same way that January kind of like proved the point of its its validity. And so I just thought it was really cool. I thought it was poignant and um, kind of shows a little bit of of her thought process behind Beatree. Writing's hard. Writing's amazing. I I could not write a book. So much kudos to Emily Henry. If you write a book, no no matter what, good good on you. Because it just seems really hard. Yeah. Also, can we like not look down on any genre? I feel like that's such an elitist thing to do. If like with anything, you know, it's, it always makes me out when people do that about like, Oh, the thing I like is more important or smarter or better than the thing you like. Like let, let people like things and let people work on things. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on. We're bookmarking this bookmark it. Okay. Um, Special thanks and shout out to Maddie Moon for your amazing art for the cover of our podcast. And uh, another special shout out to Jacob Robinson for the uh, wonderful intro and outro. It's a bop. Thank you both. Look up Jacob Robinson on uh, GarageBand and and support him. Him and his wife are both talented musicians. So, uh, yeah. Any other shout outs? Congratulations, Paige and Eli on getting married. Yeah. Congratulations. Good job. Good job, you two. I want to shout out. Um, uh, uh, Daniel Radcliffe. That's really sweet of you. I know. I think he's doing good stuff. Yeah. 
That's really kind. Did he, like, reach out to you? No, no. About the podcast? Oh, no. He, oh, he reached out to you. No, there's no context. Oh. Daniel doesn't know who I am. But... No, the... Which Daniel? No, no, sorry. This Daniel knows me. Okay. Daniel Radcliffe. Well, we haven't really cracked cracked this walnut yet. We don't really know you yet. How can you truly know anyone? That's true. Wow. Hey, Brett, where can they find us? If anyone still is listening to the podcast, which at this point... They can find us on Twitter and TikTok and at Gmail. Hey, Parker, what are those addresses? <laughs> Come on. Come on. Social media expert, Parker. All right, you can email us at bookendswithfriends at gmail.com. Yeah. I knew are you that. are you gonna remember that one? I knew that. Okay, you can tweet us at bookendspod. Nice. Easy. Uh, I was just letting you get involved. You can Instagram, Instagram us at bookends with friends. friends. No, bookends underscore with underscore friends. Yeah. Gotcha. I mean, the underscore got them red handed. I'm sorry I didn't say underscore. And they can find us on TikTok. At Bookends with Friends. Bookends with Friends. I need to post more. I haven't posted in a while. Never forget. The real real books were the friends we made along the way. That's boring. Hey.